Honeybee, I saw Flash on Sunday. Oh, did you? Did you like it? I went at about 11.23 on a Sunday morning. Oh, nice. So was were you the only person there? No, there was actually about five okay. other people there. Family of four and then another guy that was just by himself. <laughs> uh, What'd you think? It was better than I expected. Okay, good. Still, still not the movie I would have preferred. Aw, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I expected to hate every moment of it, and I did not. There was a lot... <laughs> I, there was there was a lot I enjoyed. I don't think it's still actually a good movie, and apparently it's not making Aww. enough money. It dropped off like seventy five percent its second week. Ooh, damn! I don't know if people just think it's that bad, or if people just don't like Ezra Miller or don't mm. care about the Flash or the DCU, or I don't know. Uh, I will say it's not it's not the Flash movie I would have made. Because they just jump right into a major Flash storyline with no... It's the same thing DC's been doing. How they jumped into Batman versus Superman without any build-up to that. Mm-hmm. And without and without earning it. Same thing here. We don't really know who the Flash is. And they're just jumping into one of the big... A version of one of the big storylines from the comics. Dang. But this is not a Flash podcast. This is a... <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Kaiju podcast, so let's play the opening theme. Ow. One, two, three, four. Monster movie. Fun time, go! 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 With Precious D and Honey Bee. Fun time, go! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome once again to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I am one of your hosts, Precious D. And I am the other one of your hosts, Honey Bee. Hello, hello, hello. Today's movie for discussion is Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla. <laughs> but first, some kaiju news. Kaiju News! Hit me with it. First piece of Kaiju News is we have a new and improved website. Woohoo! MMFTG.com, just like real podcasters. Ooh, wow, Wee, it's so pretty! They assure me that having a dedicated URL proper website gives you legitimacy so we are legit dang dang i'm a legitimate person we are legitimate podcasters wow that is crazy i can't believe we're legit now (laughs) but in real kaiju news (laughs) pluto is it dot tv the pluto streaming thing you know you know what i mean Mm -hmm. the free like streaming service Yes, it is .tv. Pluto.tv is going to have a dedicated 24-hour Godzilla channel. Woohoo! <laughs> they, already have a, <laughs> they already have a, a few Godzilla things on there, but starting today, the day this podcast releases, July 1st, 
they will have a live Godzilla channel that will include most of the Tohu Godzilla films, including the Heisei films that we keep telling you are not streaming free anywhere. They will be streaming free now on Pluto.tv. And I believe both of the cartoon shows. Fuck yeah. There's a Godzilla from the 70s that we already talked about. And then there's Godzilla, the animated series, I believe it's called, which is based on the American movie, the Matthew Broderick nice. one. Nice. Nice. Which we have not Just got 24 to 24-7. Over and over and over. All of your Godzilla dreams come true. Yes. A lot of the things that they have on those live channels are also available on demand. So I don't know. If that'll be the case for these movies, but you should bother to check because you might not have to just wait till it comes around on the channel. You might be able to just play it on demand. Folks, if you are on a budget, I highly recommend looking at Pluto and Tubi. Those are both channels that have just a shit ton of cool free stuff of all varieties. And speaking of Tubi... Ape versus Mecha Ape is now available to watch for free on Tubi. <laughs> and so is Space Monster Wang Magui. Wow! It's streaming somewhere. That's amazing. Yes. Which Ron Bonk told us it would be eventually when uh, we interviewed yeah. him. A lot of the stuff that he carries, that he uh, distributes, is on either Pluto or Tubi or sometimes both. So, Hell yeah. there you go. And then uh, our last little piece of kaiju news is that the schedule for G-Fest has been released. So I can finally talk about the panel I will be hosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, sadly, it is going to be opposite another panel that I think is going to be a very popular one. But hopefully there'll be so many people there that they won't all be able to fit in that one (laughs) panel. And some will come over mine. (laughs) I'm not even going to tell you what that other one is. Go look at the schedule yourself. Oh. But I am that panel and my panel are the first things at 11 o'clock on Friday, July 14th at G-Fest. And my panel is called From Dungeons and Dragons to Power Rangers, Kaiju in Tabletop Role-Playing Games. And they managed to get that entire title squeezed onto the schedule here. Amazing! I am so excited! When I submitted it, it asked for a short version of the title, too, and I just put Kaiju in role-playing games. But uh, they managed to cram the whole title in there. So, there you go. Uh, It is... What is it? G-Fest.com? G-Fest-Con. G-F-E-S-T-C-O-N.com. Also, if you check out our lovely new website, you will see our lovely new logo. It's the same logo. It's just a more yeah, uh, but it's so shiny cute and bright. I got a uh, young lady on Fiverr to beef that up for us. She goes by Krista Bagley. Very cool. Thank you, Krista. We love it. She was very reasonably priced, and she gave us a couple of variations and. Uh, we'll be looking, look for that on merchandise soon. All right. So that's all of our news. And thank you. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Godzilla versus space Godzilla from 1994. It's in color. 
It is 107 Minutes. It is, of course, from Toho and directed by Kensho Yamashita. Music is by Takayuki Hattori, not Mm. Akira Fukube. Still good, though. It was still good. The box office is 1.6 billion yen. It says Japan rentals. It doesn't tell me the budget, though, so I don't know. Cast is Megumi Odaka as Miki Sagusa with top billing this time, or at least on Wikipedia, she's got top billing. Jun Hashizume as Lieutenant Koji Shinjo. Zenkichi Yonayama as Lieutenant Kiyoshi Sato. Akira Imoto as Major Akira Yuki. Towako Yoshikawa as Professor... Shinatsu Gondo, Yusuke Saito as Dr. Susumu Okubu, Kenji Sahara as Minister Takayuki Sagawa. I always use my Don Pardo voice when we get to Kenji Sahara. (laughs) It's Saturday Night Live starring Kenji Sahara, Ego Wodum. Sherry O'Terry. And tonight's musical guest, Ife Fakube. <laughs> I mean, Akira Fakube. Anyway, uh, um, Akira Nako is playing Commander Takai Takaki Asso. Was he in the last movie? Uh... It was like a general Asso. I remember commenting on that last name before that that was. <laughs> Be careful how to say his name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gotta gotta look it up now give me a second folks I'll have to edit out these pauses Uh, yes yes and he will also be in the next one playing the same character so good for him so so we got a couple recurring characters in this series just none of them more so than Miki Sagusa which she has Uh, a, a new fancy hairdo in this oh, I and I forgot last month, not not last week. I forgot to mention her mom haircut last week, because <laughs> her character was supposed to be like sixteen or seventeen in the first movie, and they were really trying to age her up in the last one. They gave her a mom do, mm. and it was they gave her real Karen, and it was not great. It does look better in this one. Uh, Koichi Udea as General Hayodo. Sayako Osawa and Keiko Imamoro as the Cosmos. Woo! Ronald Hoer as Professor Alexander Mamalov. Tom Duran as Yokuza Boss McKay. Ken Pachiro Satsuma as Godzilla. Again, Little Frankie as Little Godzilla. Aww. Ryu. Hiritani as Space Godzilla and Wataru Fukada as Mogira. Mogira is the reason that we watched The Mysterians. Yes. Because this is where he shows up again. Mm-hmm. So even though he was only in that movie for like two minutes, we watched it so that <laughs> we would have context for when a completely different version of him showed up again in this movie. Yes, you were saying. I was gonna. It was saying, is Mogira an acronym for something? It is spelled out as one in this. 
I'm not seeing what it stands for. Let's see. Oh, here it is. Mobile Operations G-Force Universal Expert Robot colon <laughs> Aerotype. I just felt that like is... Mogira was so much better than Unk or whatever the last one was. Well, the thing is, I think he was already called Mogira in Mysterians. And so they felt they needed to make a acronym in this version. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that acronym, that is some shield level bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with the Unguk, Unguk, they came up with a name that sounded reasonable and then it just doesn't make a good uh, initialism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this was one of those backwards ones where they're like, well, this is what we want the name to be. What words can we shoehorn into it to spell that out? <laughs> ay, ay, ay. All right. Well, let's get to the plot. Let's get Would you to have the a summary juice. from Wikipedia? Thank you, Wikipedia. Godzilla cells brought into space by Biolante in 1990 in the film Godzilla vs. Biolante. Oh, that reminds me. I meant to mention. When the description of the Pluto channel says most of the Tokyo, uh, Toho Godzilla movies, mm-hmm. I interpreted I interpreted that to mean Biolante will not be on there. Oh, thanks a lot, Miramax. Yeah, that's my guess. That's why I'm. That's my guess as to why it's most and not all. But we'll find out when we have time to go look <laughs> today. We're not recording it today, <laughs> but we're releasing this today. So we're going to pretend it's today. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, <laughs> back in the other movie, Godzilla vs. Biolante, Biolante took some Godzilla spells. Well, it was made up partly of Godzilla cells, took him into space. Uh, she did, and so did Mothra in 1993. Uh, are, they are exposed to intense radiation from a black hole. Resulting in the birth of Space Godzilla. Wow. Which quickly makes his way to Earth, destroying a NASA space station along the way. Space Godzilla's design is insane. It is insane. This is the meanest Godzilla that we've seen so far. Or really, Kaiju. Like, just, he looks so mean. He looks so scary. It's amazing. But he's also got this weird crystal shell attached to his back. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's flying around, it's a whole huge thing. When he lands, some of it just sort of disappears, and then it's just these big crystal spikes on his shoulders and a couple other places. And he kind of, like, has crystal spikes all around him, like when he's on the ground. Yeah, he, he lands, creates... He's- yeah, he creates these weird. Crystal he creates spike like a uh, <laughs> like a like a Christopher Reeve fortress of solitude crystal fortress around himself. It's just nonsense. It's amazing. It is. It's both amazing and ridiculous. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like so amazingly much amazingly ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that too. So good. Uh, meanwhile, members of the United Nations Godzilla Countermeasures Center or UNGUK arrive. <laughs> At Birth Island, in order to plant a mind control device on Earth's Godzilla. Because now that there's a space Godzilla, we have to distinguish that they're planting one on Earth's Godzilla. 
The cosmos, Mothra's twin priestesses, appear to psychic Miki Sagusa and warn her of Space Godzilla's arrival. Mogira, a mecha built by the JSDF to replace Mechagodzilla. I mean, I guess that's the case, but they never explicitly state that. I don't know why they didn't just rebuild Mechagodzilla. Maybe just because he lost. Because there can't be three Godzillas in a movie. Yeah. There's a two that, Godzilla that rule. Be, that might be it. That might be it. Somebody might have said, wait a minute. We've already got Godzilla and Space Godzilla. If we do Mechagodzilla, it's too much. Hey, remember that giant robot from the Mysterians? Let's dust that off. I think you're exactly right. <laughs> <sighs> also, we get to before the um, cosmos uh, warn Miki, we get to see this like Mothra moment where uh -huh. she's just like flying gracefully through space. And all these tiny little moths are her like glitter. Behind oh, yeah. Her. It's yeah. so beautiful. Why does she make me cry? I, I don't know. It's also a little weird, though. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I was like, why is she just shedding smaller moths? <laughs> it's so pretty. Because normally she reproduces by laying a giant ass egg. <laughs> but now she's yeah, just then, scattering moths. And, and later on, too, in the movie, when the cosmos, they're like her voice. Like they're kind of like talking to Miki, but then they then when what she sees is Mothra. So I was like, dang, there's a lot of like different Mothra things going on in this movie. And I am here for it. I love it. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, let's see. The the uh, Mogira is sent to intercept Space Godzilla, but suffers damage in the process. Uh, Space Godzilla lands on Birth Island and attacks Little Godzilla. Baby is now Little Godzilla. Mm -hmm. With Which his corona. So okay. rude. <laughs> so rude. Yes, but he attacks He's Little Godzilla with his boy. corona beam. Was this a... It's been a little while since I watched this. Was this like a rainbow beam? Is that why they're calling it a corona beam? It wasn't like a it rainbow, not... but it was colored. Like it was Multicolored. A, like a, a, yeah. Multicolored. Okay, it is not a beam made up of beer or a virus. It is made up of colors. <laughs> Godzilla intervenes but finds himself overwhelmed by Space Godzilla's other abilities and it's and is powerless to stop the clone from trapping little Godzilla in a crystal prison. No. This first little like kaiju battle that we have is so freaking lame and I'm glad but it's just, like, so lame because he's, like, the baby is involved, you know? He's, like, trying to protect uh -huh. the baby. So the whole time that he's fighting Space Godzilla, he kind of has baby, or little Godzilla on his leg. He's, like, shielding him and holding him. So it kind of makes his, it makes this whole fight scene super lame. I was like, oh, come on. Put the kid away and fight. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he it, it it does it's a good build up for the fight that we're all waiting for at the end you know but this first this first little kaiju battle we have is just like <laughs> it does not live up oh but it gets better it gets better it, they they yeah. made it this way cuz the i feel like cuz the baby's involved and he has to like you know work around that mm -hmm. yeah uh let's see space godzilla leaves for japan with Godzilla in pursuit. 
Shortly after there, excuse me. <clears throat> Shortly thereafter, the yakuza abduct Miki and bring her back no! to their base in Fukuoka. Fukuoka, in an attempt to use her psychic abilities to gain control over Godzilla, because that's a thing a criminal organization needs <laughs> in their arsenal. Is a kaiju. Uh, Miki is saved by a rescue team. Well, they're, but they're the rescue team is a is a couple of guys that they're kind of a couple of Philo guys that they're there through the whole thing. It's uh, Koji, right? Mm-hmm. And who else is with him? Is it you, uh, you, Kiyoshi? Yuka? You you, what is his name? Starts with a Y. There's a major Akira Yuki. Is it Yuki? Yuki Yuki. Uh, was it just the two of them? Um, <laughs> so there's, there's three, um, there's three originally, but then that, at uh, the Koji? end, the two, uh, is that Kayoshi? There's two uh, lieutenants, Koji and Kayoshi. Mm-hmm. And then there's a uh, major Akira Yuki. So I think they're the three guys that are running around a lot of the time doing human shit. Yeah. The human action. So yes, it's really it really seems like a side quest. Like, I don't know what these Yakuza guys have to do with anything. Yeah, they just want to fight. When they go to rescue her, though, there's a point where she's been strapped to, like, a gurney or an operating table or something like that. And it gets turned over, and she's still strapped to it. And there's a guy hiding behind it, a bad guy hiding behind it. And she telekinetically raises it a few feet so that one of the heroes can shoot the guy in the foot underneath it. <laughs> and then he unties her and she, she explains, uh, telekinesis. I never tried it before. And I was like, what you work at this Institute for psychic children. You like practically run this place and you have telepathy. We know. You're telling me you never tried to see if you could do telekinesis as well? I would think anybody that worked there or that was studying there would have run through all the tests to see what powers they had. They wouldn't just, oh, I'm tied to a table. I mean, this seems like a good <laughs> opportunity to find she out. Also, she also does say, though, at some point that... Um, because at the beginning, they're trying to talk her into this um, project. What is it? Project T to use her like telepathy to control uh -huh. Godzilla. And she's like, yeah. no, Godzilla should have his own free will. And they're like, well, if you don't do it, we're going to get like your students, someone from your like school to do it. And she's like, oh, no, they could like hurt themselves, mm. basically. She's uh -huh. like saying, you know, that certain powers can't be used at certain levels because it could like damage the brain. It could hurt one of the students. So maybe it's just something she hasn't tried because it's like one of those things, like one of the more dangerous things. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose I just took that to be like, if you, you know, if you don't have enough experience in training, you can kind of burn yourself out. <laughs> it's like trying to lift too much weight. You know, you got to build up to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you're weight, if you're, take weightlifting class in PE. You don't just head straight to the 500 pound thing and try, <laughs> you know, you got to build up to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, that just struck me in this 
in this crazy movie full of ridiculous stuff, in this series full of ridiculous stuff, that just struck me as particularly ridiculous. Uh, anyway, uh, she's saved by a rescue team before Space Godzilla arrives. Space Godzilla lands in central Fukuoka and forms a massive fortress of celestial crystals. They just kind of sprout up around him because it's the power he's got. Mogira arrives to once again fight Space Godzilla, but is still no match for him. Is he being controlled remotely or does he have pilots? He has pilots inside of him. Yeah. That's right, because because uh, Miki's got to get in there at one point in her cool little outfit. Godzilla arrives in Kogoshima Bay and fights Space Godzilla, but Space He's Godzilla like, Come here, you easily bitch, gains. Fight me. <laughs> Space Godzilla easily gains the upper hand. Oh no! The JSDF yeah, Space discovers Rex shop. He is a badass. Like seriously, he's so tough. Like even when he's just fight first when he's destroying the city, which by the way, we don't see a lot of city in the beginning, which I mm. really appreciated because usually we see the city that tells us how big the kaiju is, but in this, we don't see the city until the very last half of the movie, which is really cool, but we also we do get to see how big the kaiju is in this film like super super early on and they like look the biggest they ever have. And it's cool because we're just like around beach and mountains and things like that, but they still manage to make them look really big. Um mm-hmm. But, dang, what was I saying about the... Oh, yeah, Space Godzilla. He wrecks shit. I was even thinking, like, dang, you know, when he's fighting the government, the Mogira and Godzilla, he's just fucking killing it. He is, like... <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, this, this is serious, man. Like, he really could defeat Godzilla, I feel like, yeah. because he's so powerful. So if you want to get swole... Don't waste your time with steroids. Go straight for that black hole radiation. That will really <laughs> beef you up. Yeah, stacked, bruh. Stacked. He does He does look like a totally roided out Godzilla. He does. He's scary. With weird growths because, you know, don't use that stuff. It'll fuck you up. <laughs> uh, the JSDF discovers that Space Godzilla is using... Fukuoka Tower as a power converter, using it to transform the Earth's core into an energy that Space Godzilla can absorb, slowly killing the planet through Earth's volcanoes. I don't remember any of that. I didn't remember (laughs) it quite like that. It does Uh sort of explain, but not exactly like that. (laughs) While Godzilla wrestles with Space Godzilla, Mogira splits into two different mechas, the Star Falcon, a flying battleship, and the Land Mogira, a tank with a large drill in front of it. This is the opposite of what usually happens. Usually you start with smaller ones and they combine into a bigger one. The mechas damage the Crystal Fortress while Godzilla pushes over Fukuoka Tower, cutting off Space Godzilla's energy supply. This is super cool. This is super cool because this is the shift, right? Like, this is the shift in this in this era. Like, last movie, we were trying to kill Godzilla with Mecha Godzilla, you know? But this movie, we need Godzilla to save us from Space Godzilla. So right. this is part of the shift of Godzilla. Like, even though we've been dicking him around and fucking him over the last few movies, we're finally at that part yeah. where it's like Although... the shift where Godzilla becomes like the hero yeah, except Space Godzilla only exists because of Godzilla, so it's still kind of his fault. 
Uh, I mean, he didn't choose for his cells to get shot into space, but still. He's the he's the cause. Even though it's not his fault, he's the cause. He's also what we need to save us. Yes. Uh, the mechas damage the crystal fortress while Godzilla pushes over the tower. I said that already. Uh, cutting off the energy supply. Mogira quickly reforms and blasts off Space Godzilla's crystal-like shoulder formations, weakening him. Folks, if you have not seen this movie yet, go look up a picture of Space Godzilla right now to see what this crazy nonsense is we're talking about. It's amazing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The uh the the like little bit of romance that we have going on between Mickey and uh, is it Shinjo? It's kind of awkward and unnecessary through the movie because there's like so much action and then every time we get to these two it just like slows down and they're like looking into the sunset and like he's like talking to her about is Godzilla all you think about what about somebody you love and it's just like kind of right. lame and kind of like like boo because it's just the, the movie it's like everything else is like so action-packed like there's always something going on in this movie there's always like whether it's like the Mothra coming in or little Godzilla there's all these little small great things that are happening that are big things really and then we get to this weird awkward romance type situation and it didn't really make sense for me or like feel okay for me until the end of the film like at the uh -huh. very end of the movie where they kind of all tie it together I was like okay mm -hmm. it's kind of cute that they like each other but through the movie it just really slowed it down for me and I was like come on it's just so unnecessary like we don't have to do this I think there's, I mean, this is her fifth movie and it's the first time she's had any kind of romance. So I think somebody just said, hey, uh, Mickey hasn't had any romance yet. There's always some other chick hogging up the romance spotlight. You know, she's been in five movies now. Let's give her a little bit of action. Besides, she's yeah, not a teenager anymore. She's a grown ass woman. Spice. Yeah. 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 Uh, she's a grown ass uh, woman. It's time that somebody noticed. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's all that was going on there. It's been a long time since I've seen the next movie, so I don't know if that carries over at all. Uh, I guess we'll look up later to see if his character's in the next one. Uh, okay, let's see. Where were we? Blast off the shoulder things. Weakening, mm -hmm, and he weakens mm -hmm. Space Godzilla. Space Godzilla critically damages Mogira, but is subsequently incinerated by Godzilla's supercharged atomic Heat Ray. Oh, Miki's on Mogira at this point, right? She's part of the crew. There's like uh, three or four people in, inside. Anyway, he's uh, subsequently incinerated by Godzilla's supercharged atomic heat ray. Space Godzilla is destroyed. Wait a minute. Space Godzilla damages Mogira, but then Godzilla incinerates Space Godzilla? Yes. 
Space I don't Godzilla think that destroyed. she's on the ship because Yuki, um, like, kind of like sacrifice. Like he kicks everybody off the ship, and yeah. like pretends. No, but I like mean, she's come... not at the very end, but she's during part of this oh, battle. Okay. She's on the ship. She's been forced to get on to be part of the crew, and wear the cool uniform. And uh, yeah, there's a bunch of human shit going on inside of the ship. And isn't there a couple of one guy tries to take over and then lets mm-hmm, the other guy be in charge mm-hmm. again and all kinds of human drama going on inside the ship. And then, yeah, he kicks them out so he can sacrifice, sacrifice himself. himself. The greater good. Does he end up dead, though, or does he survive in the end? No, he actually makes it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they all do, actually. I was I know there's shocked. a lot of climbing around the rubble with those guys. Anyway, Space Godzilla is destroyed, but the JSDF claims that if they keep polluting space, another Space Godzilla may appear someday. It does not. Godzilla makes his way hilarious. back. It's because it's kind of like the thing where we were like, what does this movie really about kind of thing? But they, like, really hold it until the end of the movie. Like, all of well, this they... crazy shit has happened. And then they're like, and if we keep polluting the Earth, more right. monsters will come. Right. Well, they forgot to make it about something. So then they're like, um, <laughs> well, we've done, we've, done polluting, we've done polluting Earth. Oh, polluting space. That's it. We're, we are starting to send a lot of satellites out there and stuff. So let's, uh, yeah, polluting space. That's it. Godzilla makes his way back to Birth Island after Miki uses her psychic powers to remove the mind control device from his neck. She just telekinetically pops it off. Godzilla <laughs> turns to her and nods in gratitude. Thank you, little human girl. <laughs> little Godzilla is then freed from the crystal prison and begins blowing Yay. tiny radioactive bubbles, which so are similar but not identical to the little smoke rings that Manila used to. Yeah, I feel like it, like little Godzilla is definitely um, the inspiration from uh, of or for little Godzilla is definitely you know Manila with the smoke rings, the tiny smoke rings, and just being like little baby Godzilla, just a very very a way way better version. <laughs> I feel like it's inspired by, but we kind of like got it a little bit like better this time. It was right this time. That time was just kind of like, what are we doing here with this naked little turkey bird thing? <laughs> but it's so good. So, so good. So, uh, Honeybee, what are you going to rate Godzilla versus Space Godzilla? Oh, man. I freaking love this movie. There is so much going on in this movie. Um, it like I said, there's always some sort of actiony thing happening, even if it's not like kaiju battles. But just there was so much like surprise for me in this movie. Like I was not expecting Mothra to make her celestial appearance and just be like helping everybody out. She never fights. She never. She's just like giving some advice, just <laughs> letting letting really, people know. <laughs> yeah, it's really more of a cameo. Yeah, yeah. Mothra, ladies and gentlemen, Mothra. (laughs) Thanks thanks for stopping by, Mothra. Yeah, I love that. That was such a surprise to me. I also was so happy and so surprised that 
there was a baby. Little Godzilla was in this, um, especially from the last movie. I just loved it. I love this movie so much. I loved um, both Godzillas looked great. I really loved the sound that they chose for Space Godzilla his like roar I feel like sometimes with the opposing monster because Godzilla's kind of like um I read this in an article the James Bond of monster movies like he is the <laughs> monster um that sometimes the opponent will like just their screech or their it's like off in some way or maybe it's too high pitched and it just doesn't it's not scary you know but even though space godzilla's sound was higher pitched it was scary and it was so good i i loved everything about space godzilla his like extra teeth his extra crystal cones the powers that he had he was so hardcore so scary. Um, I loved the camera angles that they used with Space Godzilla, like when he was fighting or something like that. Sometimes we'd get like a POV of what he was seeing, which was really cool. Um, we get that in other films too, but it just looks so different now that we're in the 90s and we're using all of these computer things and it looks so good. I was so, so, so into this movie. I loved it. If I could give it more than five stars, I totally would. But I guess it's oh, going to okay. be a five from me. Yeah, it was so <laughs> <All right>. good. <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about it was the awkward like romance scenes where, like I said, it, like everything would slow down and then there'd be some like saxophone in the background, like just trying to make this like romantic <laughs> scene. And I'm like, no, copyright strike on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, well, you know, you're so enthusiastic. I feel like I can't give it less than five stars. I don't want to. Oh no! I want to bring you can your give rating. Give it anything down. you want. It's okay. Uh, I'll give it four. I'll give it four and a half. Nice. Hell yeah! It's just so good. I love this like a period of movies that we're in right now. It's like, just like even though I've never seen these movies or like this movie it still feels nostalgic to me in a way just the quality of the movie and the music and just kind of seeing all of these things also it makes me kind of wish that I had seen these things in the 90s because I love them so much and I know I would have loved them then too I don't know why I didn't see these movies or why it wasn't important um, like, cause my brothers, they loved Godzilla. Like, I, I remember friends of mine even like loving Godzilla, you know, in the early 2000s and stuff. And I really wish I had seen these movies in the 90s so that they would be more nostalgic to me. But it, I just love them so much now. And I'm so happy that I've seen them now. They were a lot harder to see back then. So, oh, yeah, I bet. Been, totally. That might have been part of it. Like, one of them. So, I, I saw, I, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. I saw Godzilla sure. 2000 in the theater. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time in many years that a Godzilla movie had been released. Uh, a Japanese Godzilla movie had been mm -hmm. released in the theater. And I oh. think, I think that's when I started trying to collect the ones that I hadn't seen. Nice. And some of yeah, them, some of them sense. I was able to get on DVD or VHS or whatever, but there was mm -hmm. one and I think it was this one. That I had to buy a VCD 
from Japan. What the hell? I went on eBay. So there's a format that was not popular at all in America, but did enjoy, and still to some extent in some places enjoys a, a degree of popularity in Japan and some other Middle Eastern and East Asian countries. Uh, video CD. Wow. Remember how some CDs sometimes used to have like a CD-ROM? Yeah, totally. You'd have games that were on CD-ROMs, but also mm -hmm. a music CD might also have some CD-ROM content on it. Whoa. Like a music video or a lyric sheet or something like that. So you, there was more you could do with CDs than just play music on them. And you could put video on CDs. It's not as high quality as a DVD. Sure. Wow, we that's amazing. One of these movies was not, I couldn't find a version of the, it hadn't been released in America at that time. But on eBay, I got a VCD from Japan that did have English subtitles on it. And yeah. I had to sit there and watch it on my computer because it wouldn't play. <laughs> Either I didn't have a DVD player yet or it wouldn't play on the DVD player. I had to play it on my big Apple Mac, the, the big bubbly yes Macs. iMac oh the early the early iMac that were the big bubbly looking ones yes uh, that's so funny so it was either this one or one of the ones from this period destroya or mm -hmm. i feel like in the last movie or megagirus uh, oh sorry oh i was saying it was either godzilla versus destroya or godzilla versus megagirus or it was this one i don't remember nice I feel like in the last movie, something that was really big, um, something that we were, I mean, just made the movie for me was sound effects. The sound effects in the last movie were so good, like the eggs cracking and all that stuff. It was like so juicy. And I feel like it just really makes the movie so much better. <laughs> and in this movie, I don't know if it's just that I noticed it in this movie or maybe this is the first movie that it's happened, but... Something that I really that stuck out to me was Godzilla's footsteps in this movie. The boom, 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 boom. Every time he takes a step, it was like really prominent in this movie. And I was wondering like, wow, how, has have they been doing this for very long? But the last movie that we watched, the sound effects were just so outrageous. And there were so many in comparison to like the last movies that we've seen. And I and. And this one, it was something that I really noticed, just like they play his like music and then the boom, 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 boom of each each footstep. So you can hear him like getting further away or getting closer. And it was something that really made the movie, too, that really, I think, sticks out in a lot of people's minds about Godzilla, you know, is those footsteps, those like boom, 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 booms. So I don't know if this was the first movie, but it really stuck out to me in this movie. It really... I feel like makes the Godzilla, you know, it makes it, you, you can feel those footsteps. If you've ever seen Jurassic Park, you know the moment, <laughs> like when the T-Rex is like doing the footsteps and they're like looking yeah. at the water, you know, and it's like shaking. It's kind of like one of those things. But the sound effects just get better and better. The last movie is, I really noticed them because there was a lot of weird, random, juicy things. And it was like, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they really added some sound effects in this movie. And then in okay. this one, too, uh, they, they were really great. It just makes the movie, it makes it go, it makes the pace better. It makes it just more believable. I don't know, something about it just, it just makes it so much better. <laughs> I did not notice the juiciness of the last movie. 
Oh my gosh. You it always seem juicy. to notice the sound more than I do. So maybe I'm just getting old. Again. That, yeah, that's true. Sure. Well, next week we will be looking at Gamera, Guardian oh, of the Universe. Another this Gamera is the movie. First, first of the Gamera Heisei era films. Yay! And that is from 1995. So, folks. If you haven't seen Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla, you can probably find it on Pluto.tv today. Watch it. It's so good. Gamma Guardian of the Universe is available with uh, Prime Video. It's also on Tubi. Oh, is it? Cool. Yes, it is. Cool. That's where I watched That's good. it. That's good. That's good. You don't, if you don't have Prime, you can watch it for free on Tubi. Yep, and the ads really aren't that bad. There's like four four little places with ads, and I think it's like three minutes, and you get like four or five ads. So it's not like crazy, you know, like YouTube where every song or something, there's an ad. It really yeah. is reasonable, so totally watch it. Hey, you know, when I was growing up, everything came with ads. <laughs> so it's the day they're spoiled. That's true. <laughs> That's I don't so want to watch it with ads. What do you want for nothing? Just sit through a couple of ads. <laughs> It's so true. Commercials were like the best when I was a kid. I, Because you got to see all the toys that were out and then all the food that was out and then all of the everything. And now it's like, <laughs> boo, commercials, boo. <laughs> uh, well, folks, that's uh, going to about wrap it up for us. Please go check out our pretty new website, mmftg.com. And you can yes. find the links to all our other stuff from that site our instagram our youtube our twitter it looks so good you guys Patreon. it's so organized it's so <laughs> organized if you just want to hear kong episodes boom check out the website if you just want to hear 30 days of horror sorry 31 days of horror boom <laughs> check out the website it's so organized. Yeah, it has it this cool so, tool. So that good. If I uh, put little tags on things, then it'll automatically organize them into categories. I'm slowly going to be adding more detail, like you can add guest page. So I've done it for some of our guest episodes. I had guests, but not all of them yet because I just haven't had time. But you can uh, add, you know, easily add links and things to your guests' stuff. Yes, check it out. And from there, you can find a link to our Patreon page. Folks, we have a Patreon where we release uh ad-free episodes we also record some exclusive episodes we are still right now making our way through the lyrics of science fiction double feature from the rocky horror picture show and also we're adding an occasional random shit episode where we talk about random shit hell yeah i've also added a new tier it's a bit more than the other one but it comes with uh loot you yeah, get a, baby. Every so it's twenty or twenty five. The basic tier is three dollars a month. Mm-hmm. This new tier is twenty or twenty five dollars a month. But every three months, you get a physical piece of merchandise sent to you for a year. Very cool. But it only for a year. So after that year's up, you should go back to the three dollar level. That's what you should do. <laughs> well, unless you just want to be generous. But we just added that with our new and improved logo that we got from that young lady on Fiverr. So check out all that stuff and follow us on all the things. And I will try to get Honeybee to be on all the things more. Yes. Post more pictures of her tattoos and stuff. 
We are going to be at G-Fest, as indicated earlier by our discussion of the panel that I will be presenting Yay! at G-Fest. So if you're there, come, come us. find us. Come to the panel. Come find us. Come look for us. Yeah, come take a Thank picture you. with us. Yes, please. Thank you for joining us today. I have been Precious D. And I have been Honey Bee. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. And please don't miss you, science. We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. <laughs> Woo! You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg. Time time